ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them. Bang them. Bang them. Somebody light me up. It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we're a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and it's Turf District Tuesdays. Welcome back to the district. If you have joined us on YouTube Live, thank you for joining us there. If you've downloaded the podcast or you're listening to us on Edmonton Sports Talk Radio, thank you so much for joining us and uh, tuning in to listen to the show as we get ready for one of the most exciting weeks of the entire year if you're a Canadian football fan, and that is Grey Cup Week. Uh, we had a couple of very exciting finals Uh well, to me, one was more exciting than the other, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, the regular crew, uh, unfortunately, are out this evening just due to uh, different things, uh, pulling them in different directions. Uh, but I brought in a couple of wonderful guests for us to uh, set up this week um, and uh, the fun game that's about to happen. So let's bring them in right now. Starting first, going way out east from the Alouette's flight deck, one Mr. Tim Capper back to join us. Well done. <laughs> I don't know if you did it exactly. You need a little more jazz hands. There it's an know. Eastern thing, you know. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, that's, that's fair. Remember, uh, our moose speak French, so. Oh, that's, that's what it is. Excellent. Oh, I appreciate you coming in for this, uh, uh, Tim. I know it's late for you, and I know you're getting ready for a busy week, but thank you for joining us and joining us from the United States. But uh, obviously, as you can see, wearing his very supportive blue and gold hat, Joe Pritchard from the Rouge, White, and Blue podcast. How are you, Joe? Oh, I'm great. I actually did my packing tonight, and I'm going to have to leave a few of my blue and gold things home. I just don't have enough room in my suitcase. Anymore. <laughs> You've, you finally outgrown the suitcase. That's uh, yeah. We, yeah. we knew it was going to happen. I know I, I had to be a bit selective myself as I was packing this week. Uh, I guess in a few days, we'll all be in the same city to hang out and talk in person. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we need to talk a little bit about what is going on this week. Um, as we, before we, actually, before we get into the games that just happened, uh, Tim, when when do you get into the hammer this week? I'm taking Canada's national carrier via rail. I'm getting in on on uh, Friday evening. Friday evening, okay. Mm -hmm. And Joe, when do you arrive? I'll be arriving on Thursday afternoon. All right, perfect. And I am, I am joining. I should be there uh, around just after lunchtime tomorrow. So uh, we've got uh, a big crew of people. Kayla will be out on Thursday. Um, I know Cliffy's already there. So I mean, there's going to be a ton of us there. I, I am so excited, guys. This is my first going back to Grey Cup since 2019, and it just. Like, I'm just so stoked to see the whole CFL family and you guys and, and the rest of the people as we, we get to hang out and do our, our, our celebration of Canadian football. So uh, this, this is super exciting. Well, let's talk about the games from this past weekend, and then we can get into this week. So, Tim, you guys had the early game, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I said it in my three-down article. I just had a feeling the way Coach Moss... Uh, had these guys ready to go and not only did they pull off the upset they upset with the uh, upset so uh, <laughs> I know you were at the game so tell us what uh, what it was like to be there and witness that game I, I we were trying to I was trying to gauge what it was because we we're at the the east final last year again you know against the the Argos also but um it, it was it was so surreal so surreal because 
you know, you go in with a team, everybody's calling you a team of destiny. They, they, you know, the, one of the best CFL teams ever, you know, it matches the, the best record for, you know, for a regular season record ever. And, and then you have all the prognosticators that's saying there's no way in hell, dot, dot, dot. And then, then there's the, the line it was with what, 10 and a half points or something or what, something like that. <laughs> it's 10 it was, and a half. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 10 and a half points. And it was, yes, I, I understand that some people said that it would take a, not necessarily a miracle, but a perfect game. Man, it's just something. It started off the way it, it needed to. I mean, the pick six by Dequa just, just it was the catalyst for everything else that happened in this game. And I agree. It, it got, uh, it got it quieted the, the crowd. Uh, I mean, for Toronto only to score a touchdown in the fourth quarter, what the hell? I mean, but it, they did what they needed to do. They stopped who they needed to stop, and Chad Kelly. As I as I joked on social media, you know, you know, uh, you know, local 7-Elevens were uh, uh, after the game were able to come out with a, a marketing idea where if you buy a Slurpee, you get one of the Toronto Argonauts cups, you get your fl your your flavor of choice, but it also came with a little bit of Chad Kelly tears. So <laughs> it was he, he, he was he was pretty upset. Granted, uh, fair. Yeah. I mean. It, it, it's funny, you know, I know you said this when we met before the the semifinals where you said, you know, no 16 and two 16 win team in any league has made it to the championship game. And <sighs> 16 and two is a curse, I tell you. And uh, it don't I know that? Um, yeah. So yeah. all of the Toronto fans will now be saying forevermore that they canceled the Grey Cup in 2023, much like they did in 1989. <laughs> That's fair. That's perfectly fine. Uh, Joe, you'll probably agree with me that they canceled it in 1989 because, uh, you know, we don't ever want to give another cup to that other green team. So, <laughs> but uh, um, I agree with you, Capper, though, the, the Argos march down the field yeah. and then all of a sudden, the turnaround, right? 103 yard interception pick, just unbelievable. Um, it really did, really did set the tone. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that, okay, well, that's good. Okay, let's see how it goes. And even at halftime, I believe it was 10 3 at halftime. It was 10 3. And the interesting thing, thing at halftime, you know, the Owls had. Had four turn. Oh, sorry, the Argos had four turnovers. The Owls mm -hmm. only had scored seven points off of those four turnovers. But yet, also the Argos had five sacks at that time. Yeah. So I mean, it was like, what can we do? Because I, I, we ran to, to their uh, social media guru for the Owls, Joey Alfieri. We went up to the press box, and even he said, first thing out of his mouth after seeing us was, "We got four turnovers. We have seven points. Right. We've got to do. Right. We've got to do a lot better than that." And they mentioned the cliff on the pod this week. We can only imagine what was said at halftime we could only imagine just to flip that switch kind of type of thing you know to but you know it, offense really the offense really had to have that 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 switch flip because of the defense for the past couple of weeks it just oh, they've <laughs> been they've been lights out always oh, been crazy and and toronto in the fourth quarter they get that long drive they score the touchdown you and it's so funny because i said to my wife at it was probably about three minutes left in the third quarter. And I said, I can't believe it. I'm actually going to be the one on three down. That was right. I picked Montreal and it's, <laughs> this is unbelievable. And then Toronto got that touchdown. I'm like, what was I saying? Oh, why did I say that so early? And the kickoff return yeah, goes all the way back. James Letcher. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, so it was, did you have deja uh, vu when you saw that, by the way? Oh, well, I mean, he he kind of did the same thing when we were when we were there to see you guys. Yeah, yeah, you don't say. Uh, that was on a missed field goal, though. That was on a I know, field. I know. It was very different. Yeah, still sad, but um, thanks for you know rubbing the salt in that wound. I do appreciate it. Um, my we, my thing my thing about that, by the way, is because I've come to know it to me is ever since Boris Betty left left Montreal, he's been a cop. In my opinion, he's become a cocky sob. Okay, he he just got run over, <laughs> run over by the Alice defense on that kick return and i was like yes <laughs> uh it was uh it was it was amazing and uh and setting up uh also after the game the uh the speech by moss uh, interview yeah. that turned into a, a post-game speech uh just love it i i do i i said it before i know moss had his 
moments as a rookie head coach and the the antics and all those things but he's obviously put those aside and we know he's a great leader i I really am excited for him to uh, to get there. Uh, and if they hadn't already put the vote out, and I thought this before, Moss should have got coach of the year. Um, he took a team that everyone had placed in last, and now mm-hmm. they're playing in the Grey Cup. So, yeah, this is uh, Coach Moss is, is he, he's a like Cliff and I've mentioned this before too. Is that for me? Is that you know people some people forget that Moss was traded to Montreal back in 07. Yeah. so he was our quarterback. And he, but he he's a, he's a different guy because most people may not remember that coach in 07, he almost basically balked at the trade to come to Montreal. He wasn't sure yeah. if he was going to report. Mm-hmm. I'm th- this guy from this type of quarterback to where he went from being, you know, a different head coach in OC to what he is now. Night and day, right. night and day. Yep. And, yep. and he's, he's got this mantra this year, this great eight mantra. I don't know if anybody has noticed that they had this little patch that that they that they the coach Moss came made up, and it's a patch that it's basically like a team motto, hmm. and you know they followed it from day one. They followed it from day one, and and you know besides Coach Moss, we have to give it for 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 Danny Mac. You know, Danny oh, Machocha. Yeah. They're near. Now, do you guys agree that? And and I'm I'm biased this year saying it, but overall. Do you not think that there needs to be an award for best GM of the year? Hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, I mean, because if there was that, he would he would have earned it, and he got a lot of flack last year for the way things went down early in the season, mm-hmm. making the change from Kari Jones and taking the role himself. But clearly, he had a vision for what this team was going to was supposed to be, and something wasn't adding up. So he made the change he had to make, took the heat, dealt with it came out this year when nobody was believing in them and put together a roster that's doing what it's doing. It's just incredible. It was like an, it's like an, uh, an, an expansion franchise. Basically it was to like some degree. Yeah. yeah. To some yeah. degree. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. And, and I'm, I'm going to get your thoughts as we get into, uh, this week right away. Uh, but let's switch gears for one second. Cause there was another game on Hi. Saturday uh, that Joe enjoyed more than either of the two of us. So that's amazing um, because once again, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are headed back to the Grey Cup for the fourth year in a row. Uh, Joe, tell me a little bit about what you thought as you were watching that game from home. Fourth season in a row. Fourth season. Correct. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, won't, I won't even complain. It's, it's been since 2018 that my team hasn't been in the Grey Cup. I mean, I, I nobody can complain about that. So uh, Fair. I right. So I was expecting a little bit more, honestly, out of BC. Okay. Because this was supposed to be the year that they were going to be a big threat to Winnipeg. Started off the season that way. They looked like world beaters for the first what third of the season, mm-hmm. almost the mm-hmm. halfway point. Um had a chance in Vancouver if you do, if you remember about a month ago the rubber match between the two teams was in Vancouver and they had a big lead and then Winnipeg just chipped away chipped away chipped away and that defense kept them from losing that lead for as long as they possibly could because they kept taking the ball away uh in the red zone but the offense sputtered and overtime happened and Winnipeg ended up winning the west that night in mm-hmm basically anyway um, so they come out and the uh, they can't get their offense going again the one touchdown they had was uh the hail mary at the end but it seemed like all they wanted to do was throw the ball 30 yards down the field every play which i agree just doesn't it doesn't make any sense i mean there the weather wasn't a factor uh, everybody wanted to make that a storyline going to the game it, it was November, but it was November. It wasn't, we're not talking a blizzard here. We're not talking about, uh, we're not talking about temperatures even far below freezing. It mm-hmm. just, they came out with a game plan of let's throw the ball down the field 30 yards every play. And that just didn't work out. So Winnipeg was able to do what, Winnipeg was able to run a very conservative game plan. They were mm-hmm. able to run the ball behind Brady Oliveira for the first drive and just maul their way down the field. After that, BC took that away, but Zach Kalaros didn't have to make any spectacular throws. He made a couple of nice ones to Kenny Lawler, but he didn't have to put the ball in in jeopardy. 
uh, he was able to be very uh, cautious with the ball. Uh, even when even when the Hail Mary hit, Winnipeg was still up a touchdown at the half and really were never threatened again. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I was I was surprised that there wasn't just an, more of an attempt for a running game coming from BC. I know Mizell has had up and down games, uh, and I know that obviously that front seven in Winnipeg is is fierce. But, you know, um, Adam Big Hill gets hurt. Uh, you need to shake it up a little bit. Like you've been tar- going the long bomb all game. Throw a run play in. <laughs> so, and it's there was like, no, no, there was there was no five yard dump. Nothing. No, nothing. There was, there was no outlet passes. There was no, Hey, let's get my in the flat and see if he can turn it, turn this into a, a long running play instead of running between the tackles, but nothing of the sort and no adjustments made when the long ball wasn't there. And yeah. VA was VA was kept in check for the entire game. I mean, you take away ba- basically two, you know, VA's passing and his running game. You've got to do. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. You got to do something else. Right, and he was dealing with a knee injury. We could all see it. But mm-hmm. when that's going on, when his feet aren't a threat, you've got to you've got to put something else out in, out in the short areas of the field to make Winnipeg respect that they didn't have to line up a defender inside of 10 yards downfield that whole game if they didn't want to. Yeah, no, very true. And it was just, it, uh, and they, they got to VA a lot. It was kind of the old <laughs> BC Lions offensive line, um, which didn't help. And, and I don't uh, even blame the offensive line at all. I mean, there's a few of the plays where they yeah. got in pretty quickly. Winnipeg's front four and their blitzing package is really really good i'm yep. not gonna i'm not gonna deny that but that wasn't a 10 sack effort except for the fact that there was no there was no um there was no attempt to have a short passing game no attempt yep. for draw plays screen plays anything to slow it down and then sometimes you have the ball for four or five seconds you're begging for it at that point well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, well, and, and the thing is, if you're going to go long pass after long pass, it means you've got to hang on to the ball. And VA held on to it way longer than he should have a number of times. And, and he wasn't taking off himself, which, like you said, we could tell he was dealing with something. Uh, also, one of your the running threat, but he wasn't right. And uh, they they also lost one of you know their top receivers in Keon Hatcher out of the game being literally carried off the field um it's you know it, it was tough to watch um i was i was hoping that um it would cuz that first game i understand it was a blowout but it was just entertaining cuz you didn't expect it and there was big plays and in the second game it was all like you said just efficient score win game great like there was like there wasn't there wasn't a real big pushback do you know what i mean on either either side so um no, and winnipeg didn't have to so they didn't they didn't put the ball in in jeopardy they took what was given they even got a little bit less than they usually do cuz sergio castillo was a little bit off right. uh, left it, left a few points on the board but then that's uh, fairly unusual so it's really not worth mentioning too much more but that score could have been even wider well and th- that usually means that he's going to have a bounce back game <laughs> and uh i would hope g- so good time yes. to have a bounce back game as the as they say so um so i we didn't actually mention it montreal won 38 to 17 uh winnipeg won 24 to 13 and that sets up for this week uh in the hammer but uh before we talk about the game Oh, we got to talk about all the festivities that are coming beforehand. So uh, we all said we're coming in at uh, at different times. Uh, Capper, uh, is this your this your second breakup? Third? No, it's my now? first one since my first one since Ottawa. Okay, uh, okay. I think this is number five. Okay, okay, but it has been a while for you too. Yes. So yeah. uh, so I, I get it. Both your teams are in the game. So I understand that's what you're looking to forward to the most, but what, uh, what are you looking forward to as far as the gray cup, uh, experience and, and the week and all of the parties leading up to the gray cup game? 
I, to me, just, uh, just I, you know, obviously seeing you guys earlier this year, just to being able to, just to meet up again with you guys and meet up with everybody, and and it's just it's to see if every it's 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 the easy answer to CFL family because there are there are a lot of people I don't know, there are a lot of people who know me specifically just from the pod or being on with you guys or whatever. So it's putting face to a face in actual, you know, uh, you know, being physically across from each other and stuff like that, but. Um, that's just really what I'm looking forward to. I mean, there are a few people I know in the league too that I'm be able to, that I know that are going to be there that I'll be able to meet up with again. And it's, it's I, I, you know, the, the CFL is Canada's biggest party. It really, really is. You know, I mean, unless they're you know the, the you know the the Olympics are going on that year, but I mean, it's always been it's one giant party. People come from across the country. As they say, coast to coast to coast, it doesn't matter if you wear green. It doesn't matter if you wear blue or you wear red, white, and blue or whatever color you wear. You know, so, I mean, that's after the fact, or if you had one too many, I guess. But, I mean, it's um, – but it's – it, it I, again, I'm looking forward to seeing every single one of you guys here and everybody else too, who may be watching the pod this week. And it's, I'm just – it's going to be fun. It really is going to be fun. I mean, I may be an introvert, but it's still – if I know enough people – You'll be able to keep me there, and and we'll be able to uh, talk to him, talk to her blue in the face. So, yeah, that's fantastic. I do. I actually just noticed that you had the. I I love that uh, shirt you're wearing with the logo on it. That's oh yeah, cool. that's yeah, that's a pretty, have... that's a pretty cool one. I like that one. Um, Joe, you've been to a number of Grey Cups because <laughs> I know that's where I always get to see you. So, uh, what what are you looking forward to uh, the most outside of the game this week? Well, yeah, this would be number seven, I believe. So I've been nice. pretty, I've been hitting them pretty hard since 2015. Had one in 06 when I was first learning the league. Uh, but yeah, the only ones I missed were 17 and 21. And 21, I couldn't even get in the country. So that was, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was kind it. of yeah. out at that point. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking forward to exactly what Tim was talking about with just meeting people, but there's always a specific events you're looking forward to, too. Mm-hmm. What when is this on Edmonton Sports Talk? Thursday nights, I believe. Thursday night, that is correct. Because that, because I'll probably be at the Spirit of Edmonton on Thursday night. That seems to be our group's tradition is Spirit on Thursday night. Uh, looking forward to the tweet up that's set up with uh, with the CFLPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to the CFL Fans Fight Cancer event, and I even got an invite to the Athletes in Action Breakfast on Saturday morning. So nice. I'll be enjoying that uh, and whatever whatever else comes along. And the CFL fans fight cancer event is Saturday afternoon, I believe. Yeah, I want to say it's like one o'clock or one something. O'clock. Yeah. Oh, so that's like right after nap time after the Spirit of Edmonton breakfast for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll, that'll work out well. Uh, and the see. Spirit of Edmonton breakfast is on my bucket list at some point, but I haven't gotten there yet, except for the one, except for us uh, being invited in with the Wandering Glens a few years ago. That's the only time I've been able to walk in there so <laughs> okay uh have, have, tim have you experienced the spirit of edmonton breakfast yet no no i have not oh my goodness all right so this is my eighth gray cup uh one two three four five six seven, yeah eight and um uh i've been to spirit now this will be my fourth time and i will tell anybody it's well worth it because <laughs> I know it's an expensive ticket, but it is so worth it. The, the, you know, there is nothing like being tipsy at 10 o'clock in the morning. I can tell you <laughs> that right now. That is what gray cup week is all about. And I mean, uh, you can't drink all day if you don't start early, right? Correct. Yeah. And, uh, the first time I experienced one was, uh, in 2016 and, uh, I immediately went after that and recorded a podcast. <laughs> It was very interesting. I can tell you that because, uh, yeah, I was a little touch giddy. There was a lot of sociables going on. I got to go so, back to the archives and listen to that. Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll that back. That'll be lots of fun. Um, it's <laughs> it's pretty wild. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, that. I'm looking forward to the uh, CFL alumni luncheon that I was able to get a ticket to this year. Uh, thank you to Linda for that. And, um and of course, hanging out with everybody uh, Wednesday night, the meet and greet Thursday night, Spirit of Edmonton, uh, Friday, the the um, alumni luncheon and and 
more the tweet up, of course, uh, Saturday, the Spirit of Edmonton breakfast, the CFL Fans Fight Cancer event, and then hitting to whatever other party room we haven't hit as of yet. Uh, and then, of course, Sunday, the game. So um, let's talk about the game because that's that's the highlight. That's why that's why we're going to be there, um, and we I I know who you guys are picking, but still I'm I'm still going to uh, I still want to talk to you about it. So Joe, we'll start with Maybe you this time. Why we're picking it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> kind of why I brought you here. So I just mostly want you guys to trash talk each other, and it's going to be kind of fun. So, uh, and we will get to some questions in the chat right away. So if you have any questions for us, throw them into the chat right now, and we'll get to those uh, after we talk about the big game. Um, so Joe, I, I did see one part in the uh, the chat already where they were asking about Big Hill uh, and if he's going to play. And it sounds like he's in a walking boot, so probably less likely that he is going to play. But tell us how what are what does the Bombers have to do to win this one? Uh, going going back again for their fourth season in a row, uh, winning you know two out of the three there they've been there so far. I think if they play almost the same game as they played last week, they're going to be in good shape. Uh, just be conservative on offense. Don't let Montreal's playmakers make plays. Keep the ball away from the ball hawking secondary. Don't let the don't let Zach go stay back in the pocket too long. If you're gonna if you're gonna do a long pass play, roll them out. Keep them away from the pressure. Just be conservative on offense. Honestly. Because Montreal's offense hasn't saw Winnipeg's defense yet this year. The two games that they've played, uh, one was in a pouring rainstorm and then af the aftermath of that. So maybe it wasn't the best, but they scored three points. And then besides two pick sixes, they scored another three points. So uh, just not, they didn't get a lot going against Winnipeg's defense. So I would say just trust the defense. Call 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 a defense that's going to keep Cody Fichardo uh, hopping around the pocket. Uh, don't turn the ball over offense. Don't give them that big play right away that gets them fired up like Toronto did last week. So be careful on special teams because special teams has been a liability for the Bombers this year, which is unusual. Uh, just don't let them have that spark early and just kind of slowly be be a bow constrictor just slowly choke them out as the as the game goes on <laughs> be a boa constrictor it's the name of the podcast um sounds <laughs> sounds like it could be a lot of things uh tim how does montreal win this game i think you know it's funny how so there are so many similarities i mean the defense this defense has to be continuing to play how it has the entire year you know, they haven't always had the pick sixes or the, or, you know, I did, there's no way that I can fathom that BC, uh, sorry, that Winnipeg is going to have nine turnovers yes. <laughs> like, like, like Toronto did last week. Not likely. Yes. No. Um, but you know, I want to, you know, I, then for me, my concern is that I think that the offense needs to get that spark somehow. Um, they need to get at just, especially after this past week. I mean, Cody led the team in rushing this past week. You know, Stanback was, uh, I think he had an average of 1.6. Mm -hmm. th that has to improve. Yes, Stanback was able to do it on the on the screen passes. He did a hell of a job there. But they, you know, Cliff and I have been calling for Jarter the entire season, consistently consistent Cody. That's <laughs> that's what he's been because it's been, it's been, you know, five or six incompletions, maybe just over 200 yards and a touchdown and maybe an interception, you know? So it's Cody needs, Cody needs to, I think to have his game of the year, but yet I think that if the defense can, uh, can basically follow up with what they did last week, this coming week, I think it'll be a low scoring affair, you know, especially with these two, two type of defense, but um, agreed. It's, this I think this game's going to be fun. I don't know what to expect. I think people actually are going into this game more with respect for the Alouettes. And that's one thing that the Alouettes have not gotten the entire year. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So it, it's going to be it's going to be a fun game, but again, the defense needs to make sure, you know, Caleros is 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 one hell of a quarterback. He really mm -hmm. is. Is they got to control him. 
I'm throwing both of the games out from from this year because you know as we saw just this past week, anything happens in the in the postseason. Anything can happen. So it's one game. It's yeah. one game, and it doesn't matter what else has happened. It's it's that one game, and mm-hmm. uh, I I agree with you that the the defenses on both sides are very strong. It, it's going to be very interesting to see how the defenses play out. I there's that part of me though that I'm going well, you know, it's uh, Darnell Sankey said he's going to come in, they're going to win a bunch of games, and they're going to get to the Grey Cup and they're going to win it, and it's. It's just that defense is playing on another level. It's very exciting. So I I think that it could be an exciting defensive game because we have mm-hmm. had a couple of defensive games that are like, oh, but these are both two very good defenses. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that the if I had to lay, a, a, you know, an advantage uh, on the offensive side, I would probably give it to Winnipeg right now. Mm-hmm just because they have been able to move the ball in in a lot of games. And I understand we just said other games don't matter, but they, they do find a way to move the ball when they need to and, and get those points. Um, But on special teams, I would give it to Montreal. So I I think, and the defense is, it's basically a a line down the middle. Like Mm -hmm. they're, they're both amazing defenses. So I'm not to, it, it is a lot closer game to call than I think we have had or what we might think it would have been earlier in the season. Um, but I, I will throw in my pick right now that that defense is playing on another level. Coach Moss has them fired up and I'm, I am excited for coach Moss and for Armando Sewell. So that's where I'm throwing my hat in is, Along with you, Tim Capper. Not that I'm against you, Joe, but you know, you, it, it, you guys have had your turn. That people it's are fine. sick of us by now. Correct. This is what everyone was saying about Edmonton in the early '80s. Like, no, they've had their turn. Like, that's enough. Like, and when you're the fan, you're like, no, I, we got to win every year. But uh, so, I, I for you, I hope they win. But if I if I'm picking, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Alouettes. So, Capper. I assume that you're picking the Alouettes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so um, why don't we do this a little bit differently? We'll get some uh, a, a prop bet for each team, and then you guys can tell me over and under. So on the Montreal side of things, I I think what uh, one of the things that kind of has plagued them, although it did get better as the season went on, but one of the things that has plagued them is getting sacked. So, yes. <laughs> so, um, on the Winnipeg side, Joe, I will say, um, sacks for Winnipeg and I'll set the line at four and a half. Are you going to go about, over or under about where I thought I'll say over, but I'm not expecting 10 like last week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Yeah. Uh, but I knew that I'll would be a good it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not expecting it either. All right, Capper, what do you think on that one? Well, my I go back to the first half versus the second half versus Toronto. You know, give mm-hmm. up, gave up five in the first. They only gave up two in the second. Mm-hmm. So I would probably give an over, also slight over, also to okay. that prop it. So okay, all right, we'll see what happens there. Now on the other side of the ball. On the Montreal side of the ball, let's have some fun with this because Montreal, uh, in the last probably I want to say six games, all of a sudden have become an interception machine. So, interceptions for Montreal, and I am going to set the line at one and a half. Tim, going over or under? I had, as soon as you started to say it, my first thought into my head was two. Okay, so you'll go over. All right, Joe, Zach has protected the ball very well. You said that earlier. I'm going to go over or under on one and a half interceptions for Montreal. I would say if it's under, Montreal is going to have a very hard time winning this game. So I'm going to say under. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> That's very interesting. Um, all right. So it'll be a fun game on Sunday. I'm going to scroll back and see if we've got a couple of questions to uh, pull up here for you, gentlemen. Um, let me just see there. Oh, excellent. Leanne was already asking Cliff uh, how his liver was holding up if he was ready for this week. So uh, that's perfect. And Cliff promptly responded, I don't get ready. I stay ready. So that's uh, that's that's how we get uh, going in there. Um, I realize now that uh, I, on my flight tomorrow morning is uh, Chris Agar will be on the flight with me. So I get oh, to nice. spend some of the last hours with him with hair. So that's exciting. Um, that'll be fun when we get to uh, we will be live streaming that, by the way, when the time comes, uh, we will find a spot to make sure that we get that on video for you. Also, um, Kayla and I are trying to work out a couple of times where we'll be able to bring a couple of uh, events uh, to you or some updates as uh, on how Grey Cup week is going. Uh, Cliffy did say uh, what struck me about Chad Kelly and company was that they simply had no response for that sudden onset of adversity they never truly had any problems this season and we've we've seen that before and both of the teams that made it to the gray cup have had some adversity this year i know winnipeg still had a really good winning record but they definitely had some adversity they had to face this year so it, it's a little bit different than than where they once were um then there's a lot here about uh big hill and where he's at which we already chatted about so we won't do that okay if anybody uh, the has one any thing i will say there. there is mm -hmm. that it did it looked like he was out of the boot today based off of social media reports okay and shown was out of a boot too i don't know what whether either of them are going to play they did not practice yeah but just knowing coach o'shea the way i've been able to follow him the last decade at this point he's not going to say anything he doesn't have to so no. It's going to be a possibility that they'll dress until they can't. <laughs> yeah. that's, what that's what I've had to learn through with Coach Moss this year. He's like, he's very, he keeps things. The only way that, that, that I will know something or Cliff will know something is if we, is our uh, post-game talks to any, any, any of the particular players. But we, like Coach Moss does, it's funny. We actually, we keep it to ourselves because it, it's all part of the game. Why? You know, we'll call it a lower body injury, even if we know exactly what the injury is. We'll just keep it yeah. that way. Yeah, uh, I, I had Coach Moss here, so I told I knew that was going to happen, and I have watched. Uh, you know, Coach O'Shea do the same thing. They don't like to tell anybody. Uh, interesting question, actually, that came up at the uh, media fan uh, or media state of the league today uh which was that are they going to become a little more transparent as far as injuries are concerned uh when you look at other leagues that uh, you know the next day you not only have the, what the injury is what the extent is how long they're going to be out all those types of things um and i thought the commissioner answered it as best he could in that situation which is it's not really up to me but the conversations need to be had <laughs> yeah, yeah no kidding making gambling uh more i was just about to say he didn't want to piss off his gambling partners you have to yeah don't piss off regal yeah um, at some point they're gonna have to so it, it'll be interesting uh okay we did have a couple of questions coming in here from mischievous wolf uh what are your thoughts on chad kelly just walking off the field and yeah. i i did want to i wasn't sure whether we want to talk about this or not but Tim, you're there. Did you even know what happened, or did you? No, know no. I think after? we found it. We found it later after the fact. But to me, come on, you're a pro. Act like right. one. Whether you throw yeah. one interception or you throw four, in your case, in yep. his case, rather, come on. I mean, I think Cliff and I immediately went to the highlights from the from the from the from the uh, BC Winnipeg game. And what did VA do after? Right over, over to his opposing quarterback. Yep. Grow. I, I'll chat to Kelly. Just grow up. Yeah. I tend to, I understand being frustrated and, and being upset. Doesn't matter in this, in uh, how many times did my team get beat this year? And what they did is gone, went over and shook hands and then left the field. Right. There wasn't anybody that turned and hightailed it for the locker room. <laughs> like there's come on. That, that it's uh, pretty unsportsmanlike. Joe, you did you catch that before the bomber game? Uh, I didn't catch it before. I caught it when everybody else started talking about it. I would say, yeah, I would 
begin agreement that's what you're supposed to do that's what you have to do uh, like the only defense that could be put up for that is that we go back to toronto not facing any adversity whatsoever this season so the shock of it and the fact that he's been a starting quarterback for how long and that's the first time he just got run off the field mm. okay so We're he gonna, literally we'll find, ran off the field <laughs> we <will find> out <laughs> next year if because they're going to face more adversity next year. It's a guarantee. There's no way they're going 16 and two again, that cleanly, you know, uh, unless they're a lot, unless they're just going to keep doing it. I can't 16 and two is just really, really good. Um, We're going to see the next time he comes up against adversity, whether he's learned something from this or not. And if he hasn't, well, then it's a lot easier to go. Yeah. That's just terrible. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, not, not my favorite thing. That's for sure. Uh, Chris was asking, uh, Andrew is the live stream dubbed the dome cast. Well, it is now uh, we're going to hundred percent call it, uh, or should we call it to uh, return to dome cast or something? We could, uh, it's gotta be like a Thunderdome reference that we could put in there. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Uh, I'll figure it out. Uh, it's been the dome cast for a year and a half with me. So what, what the heck? Um, Leanne asks, question for Tim and Joe. What does the CFL family way mean to you? Joe, let's start with you. Well, there's a reason I've gone to seven great cups, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, that's, it's, what, it's what attracts me to it. I, I, I was drawn in by the fact it was a different game, but I stayed for the people. And it really helps that my team is really, really good right now. It makes it a lot easier to smile and watch every game and enjoy every second of it. But uh, when I first got in, when I first really took the deep dive into it, my team was absolutely awful. And it was still a whole lot of fun because the people were just that good. Fantastic. What about you, Caber? It's, it's, it's just, you know, cause for, for me, um, I think it's just, it's just so unique. It really is. I mean, I came from a spot where, you know, from other, other leagues that I've watched before where it's so, it was, it's so similar to the CFL family, so Mm -hmm. similar. And it's just, I'm just going to be, I feel like I'm just going to be regurgitating what I said earlier. I just, it's, it's, we're just, it's just so special. It really is. It's because it's no matter where you're from, you know, brother, can I spare a do- can I, can you spare a dollar? That type of, that that's mm-hmm. that's the way that it is. I could go to either one of you or anybody. Guys, I'm I'm short on something. I'll pay you back. You know, and, and there's no problem. You know, there's no unless it's beer, I guess, um, or 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 a drink. <laughs> yeah, don't you right? don't don't give me that back. You can have yeah. it. It's yeah, fine. exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it, it just it's so unique. I, I just love when it you know the CFL family. It's as I said. For an introvert like myself, you know, I'm not the type of guy who really likes the tailgating and stuff like that. But I, I like this year, I've learned to love it. I got to experience what you guys do every year. So it's, again, it's it's just something, it's just something special. It, it, it's hard sometimes to put into words what the CFL family is if you've never been a part of it, if you've never had the experience. So... You know, the, the CFL family is walking down a street in Montreal, ducking, ducking under an awning because it decided to downpour on your way to the stadium and having like four different fan bases represented out of six people. Mm-hmm. That's the CFL family for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I and, and the, you know, the thing is, is that I look at it. It, it is you, you said, Tim, it's so different. Um, I have, you know, I've I've followed NFL. I've. I've followed hockey. Um, I, I've I followed some of these other leagues. Never in a million years would you have people representing four or five teams sitting at a table and be enjoying the conversation. Like it just mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen, right? And in the CFL family, it does. It's 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 expected. It's part of being part of this league and we we all cheer for the game and we happen to cheer for different teams and that's not a problem so yeah um, i live on a fault line 
between NFL fan bases where I'm at. We're, <laughs> we're equidistant between the CBSs for for when you needed an antenna to get them. So half of half of this area for a while was Minnesota Vikings fans and half was Green Bay Packers fans. And now there's a level of nastiness there that just doesn't really exist in the CFL. Yeah, well, and and we have rivalry still. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, there's rivalries, Toronto there's, and Hamilton, Edmonton, edge. Calgary, like that, you know, the, there, there are rivalries. There's no doubt about it, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't, you know, sit down with a number of those Calgary fans and have a grand old time. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know your team was good. Shut up. Let's have a beer and we'll talk about something else. And <laughs> you, you've, you've had rival couples marry each other. Right. In the CFL. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's more than teams too. You know, the CFL family is also not necessarily what team you're from, but as of late, we've noticed it like with you, Joe, it's what country you're from. You have guys yeah. coming. I know a couple besides you. I, I, we know some people who are coming up yeah. from the States just to watch the game. I mean, where else can you find a season ticket holder for the Alouettes who lives in New Hampshire? And comes to and comes as many games as he can. Yeah. It's crazy, so I mean, right? yeah. Yeah, I think I think, yeah, I think Brandon is going to make the Grey Cup this year too. So he's going to that. That's who I was referencing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh. and our show, not this week, but last week, we had Greg James, who is from mm-hmm. who, in the Navy, so he's been around the world. He's in Japan right now. I know. My co-host yeah. Oz Davis is in Budapest for the year, so we had like a literal worldwide. CFL podcast last week. That's just blows my mind. That's that's amazing. Yeah, so good, so good. Um, uh, Doug Ballinger's in the chat. Speaking of our pod family, and uh, he was saying, "Don't give me that kind of hope, Joe. Like uh, that they might do well again next year. Uh, might still be a little painful." Sorry, Doug. Sorry, Doug. Uh, I know we were celebrating it a little more than we probably <laughs> even still. That's great. Um, Okay, a couple other things I want to touch on uh, before we sign off. Uh, because of the the media um, state of the league today, one of the things was that they talked about next year going back to a balanced schedule. And I want to get your guys' feedback on that. Uh, I'll, I'll throw mine in at the end. So, Joe, let's start with you. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's for, especially for traveling fans. May not mean as much to the fans that have season tickets that go to their team's games and nowhere else. That's a, that's still a commitment. But for the fans that travel, you, the way that the league was setting up the schedule the last couple of years, and in 2021 it made sense, COVID. Right. Uh, we're going to make a mess of everything. We were just happy to have a season. But like the last two years, there was a couple of cities that weren't on Winnipeg's list. And it's, uh, okay, I guess I'm not going there this year. Right. So... It'll be a lot. It'll be a lot nicer to be able to go. Okay, when are they going to be in this city? As opposed to, are they going to be in this city? Correct. Uh, I think I know your answer on this, Capper, but I'm still going to ask you. <laughs> well, no. Well, yeah. For, for me, though, too. You look at you look at the, the storylines this year that could not happen. You know, oh, yeah. players returning to their cities. You know, like yes. Gina Lewis, as an example, or mm-hmm. Trevor Harris, or or Cody Fajardo. You know, it's. Uh, Andrew Wendy. Harris never playing back in Winnipeg since mm-hmm. he's been since he went to Toronto. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So many storylines. You know, I know people were complaining about the, you know, the uh, the, uh, the the return of the great, you know, the great cup matchup. You know, it happened so late. Yes. It was basically a meaningless game. Um, I think it, it is. I, I'm going to love being able to go back to each of these cities again. I, I have no problem with it. I I really don't. I mean. People got to just understand that, yes, you know, we're going to, yeah, we did play a team four times in a year, uh, but, you know, let's, let's leave that back in the, in the, you know, fifties and sixties when there really wasn't that much travel, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. it's, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, yeah. I really, I know I understood why, but I, I didn't, I didn't, I really, I didn't have a problem with it, but I really don't have a problem with them switching back. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited just because then it, it it's what, I always knew, right? Which was we were going to play there and they were going to play here. I know I'm going to see all other eight teams at Commonwealth in a season. And to me, that that's, I, I like that because I, even, 
when we talk about the tailgate and we talk about the CFL family, Capper, you and and Cliffy and Manon coming up for the Montreal game. I I want that. I, I want to have it where every team has an ability to come and we get to host them at the tailgate. And if if I'm headed to another city that I get to see my team, but the people that I want to see in that city too. I, I mm-hmm. just so to me. I love the balanced schedule. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm more excited for the fact when we might be able to get that 10th team and then it cuts it even back a little more so that we're not having a buy every week. Like to me, that would be very exciting. Um, and, and the commissioner did talk a bit about that today too, that they have another very interesting party that they're talking to in the, in Atlantic Canada. So as far as that is concerned, Yes or no? Does it happen? Do do we get something in Atlanta, Canada? At this moment, what's your feeling, Tim? My thought is, Commission, stop teasing, just drop it. And I, but I, but you know what? He actually did take a stance. At least he finally said that if it's going to work, fantastic. Let's get it done. If it's not, let's drop it. Yes, would it be a black eye to the CFL? No, I don't. I don't think so. You know, I think the original Schooners was more of a black eye than anything else, but let's just get it done i really i would love to have a team out in the maritimes if nobody's been if you haven't been to the maritimes man you don't know what you're missing it is it <laughs> it is a thing in itself you know once you once you get into new brunswick and uh, past new brunswick and get into in, into nova scotia and to you know uh, new, labrador and, and and it's it's a thing in itself so it's i love to head out there i mean a great cup out in halifax Oh, oh, I can oh, only I imagine. I, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, you, you thought Spirit of Edmonton was fun before. Oh, my good Lord. <laughs> it's something else. Uh, yeah, we need one there. We need one in Montreal. We know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we need those Grey Cups. Those are going to be amazing. Joe, what do you think? Yes or no? Just talk to me when you have a stadium plan. Before <laughs> that, let's not bring it up ever again. Yep. Great. Uh, yeah. And I, I tend to agree. Uh, I know the tease was there, but then from here on out, then let's just, yeah, we don't need to talk about it until you got something a little more tangible that actually is going to happen. I think that would be better. So I, I would like that. Now, got a couple other questions in the chat before we sign off. Uh, one is question for Timmy. I don't know. You're banned from Jared, Jared Cambridge. I don't know if you know who that is, but Jared says, uh, being an Al's fan as well and having deep connections to the team and fellow players, what does it mean to see Montreal back in the Grey Cup after 13 years? It is. Uh, I have just said I'm 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 over the moon to see them to see them back. I mean, I know every team has gone through it, you know, but you know the owls are just so dominant in the early 2000s and just to to have to tell me about it yeah to, to <laughs> what we what we lived through after ac went down you know his concussion and then his retiring this it's it was we finally have an, an owner in pkp i mean it's everything seems to be falling into place um i, I it's just I just love the idea of the Owls being back in the Grey Cup. It's something that this that it that the city I think is really celebrating. It really is, and it's just. Uh, hopefully, it'll continue more. I mean, we'll see what happens Sunday. But I mean, it's. Uh, what what do they say? Um, uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. It's been thirteen. <laughs> it's been thirteen. It's been thirteen years. Yeah. So it's. You know, we're coming off of the, off of the, you know, that was the back to backs. So it's, I'm just, I'm just really going to enjoy this. I really am because it's, this is a special team. It really is. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I love this. Leanne said, uh, yep, skip the labor pains and get to the birth East coast or bust. (laughs) I love that. That's uh, yeah. Or I, I know what he did say was, you know, fish or cut bait but I, I we were all thinking shit or get off the pot i know yeah, that. yeah. anyway that's a, <laughs> it's good for him to to filter that way uh another question here from chris uh thoughts on the playoffs games potentially staying on saturdays permanently joe what do you think i'm okay with it yeah yeah uh, I, 
I don't really have any other conflicts. I mean, that's the if it's November, uh, it's, well, if it's June through November, see if football comes first for me. So, <laughs> whatever else is in whatever else is uh, on the sports schedule that day is not going to affect my viewing choice. Yeah, that's fair. Tim, what do you but think? I might not be the person to ask because I don't affect the Canadian ratings. Uh, oh, I, I, I guess, but, but. Uh, they were talking today about CBS not releasing their ratings, but that the ratings were good. So that's normal though. That's they, normal no, for I, CBS. I know no, you're going to talk I, about I it, but I mean, it's here. I'll but, give you my answer. I'm fine yes. with it. You're fine, I'm with, fine it. with it. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine okay. with it because you know what, as we saw this week compared to last year, you know, Cliff, I am and I went to the game last year. we drove that up on a fry on, on, the, on the, on the Sunday came back. Uh, sorry. Uh, it was basically up and back the same yes. thing. Okay. Uh, we had to come back on the Sunday. I'm fine with it. Giving the extra day. I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, I I love it because I think that not only did we see close to, if not complete sellouts for both of the final games, we saw close to that even for the semifinal games. And both times you saw a number of people traveling to that stadium to watch their team play, which I think the Saturdays make a huge difference. So I, mm-hmm. I and you can hotel it on Saturday night, drive home Sunday and you're not missing any work. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am no, I, I am a fan of this move. I hadn't even thought of people going to the game until later on. And now that we've seen it happen in a couple of couple of weekends back to back, I I quite like those being on Saturday. Um, I like that the fact that uh, what's a that? tough draws too, aren't they? What's that? The, the semifinals are usually tougher draws then. Oh, sure. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. For, like the home team, usually you get your home fans but you're not getting a bunch of traveling but if you get a bunch of traveling happening because it's on saturday that's even better right i think the numbers i think the numbers for tv actually showed i, I that you know the numbers that they were saying i mean it was grand total of the east east final got was more 1.3 million and 1.2 for the yeah, was that including rds and including rds it was, it was including lot, it was, rds yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah like you, the other way you're not going up against the nfl right so you're going up against college football. You're going up against, uh, to some degree, it maybe made it a little bit harder to watch the the U sports uh, games. But mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I I don't think it was a bad thing. I, I liked it where it was. So um, I like that Doug also said that it allowed me to eat my humble pie in peace. So that was nice. Uh, that's a good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just listened to that podcast uh, pre East Final, so yeah, I could I could see that, uh, Doug. I'm, I'm glad that you had that quiet time afterwards. Uh, and Leanne said it's good on Saturdays because then on Sundays the fans can go to church and beg forgiveness or pray for their teams. <laughs> so, uh, love it. Uh, that's fantastic. Or get over the hangover. That's right. <laughs> yeah, some before you have to be at work on Monday morning. That's right. So, yeah. Um, plus, I mean, come on, tailgating on an early Saturday morning before a game. I'm, I'm so in, like, it's amazing. Uh, I, I love it. One of these days we'll host a playoff game again here. I know that, you, you know, and then we'll another been, wasn't that going to be tough this year though, with, with the, uh, heritage classic or would that uh, have been cleared out in time? I don't know the timing. Yeah. I don't know the timing on that. It would have been tough, especially if it was the semi. Right. Because yeah. by the final, it would have been fine. But by yeah. the, the, the semi, it would have been an issue. So, well, I, I mean, we're not going to have a, a Heritage Classic every year. So that'll no. be good. Yeah. Safe for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, because that team also sucks. <laughs> so they uh, they all, but they won in Commonwealth, though, I guess. So I just should give that. By the way, since you're talking about uh, the days that it's on, and we're just talking about TV, because I don't know if you had this in your your, your list of what you're going to talk about. What is, what is your thoughts, guys, on... Uh, on uh, TSN RDS versus CFL Plus, because as a CFL fan, we were saying how proud of we are of the game itself, and we understand that CBS doesn't uh, CBS Sports Network doesn't show they don't release their numbers because they're not a Nielsen family right uh, station. If anybody didn't know, read that's why. Um, but it doesn't seem to be a sacrilegious not to have the Grey Cup on regular broadcast TV for the first time, and who knows how long. That's the issue I had when this whole thing came out in what late May where they were talking about this because the US fans get the schedule like a week before the games go okay this is when this is the mm-hmm. challenge we're gonna get this year uh 
yeah, that struck me as it's going to be awesome for me because I'm semi-technologically savvy where putting a CFL Plus game on my TV just means I go to the internet browser on my stick and just click it in and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But what about the person flipping through channels on a, on a random Sunday or because there's somebody who can't watch it because it's not on demand that that to me that that needs to be the improvement is it needs to be on demand cbs sports network doesn't do on demand if if, uh, you would know better than i would i don't think they do on demand do they uh no i don't believe so no and yeah so this year with things not being on demand like they used to be on espn plus that was tough it's tough for the casual fan especially or anybody just flipping through channels like you know, back when a lot more people had cable, they are not just going to randomly come across it. They're going to have to seek it out. Mm-hmm. That's going to that's going to slow growth in the U.S. I think. But I mean, we're a small segment of the we're a small segment of the viewing population anyway, and they are making a lot more money on the CBS deal than they were making with ESPN. So I could yeah. see their point there. I'll take what a million like bucks. To, yeah. I'll take a million bucks any year. Exactly. <laughs> what I'd like to see is if they're going to make is see if they can make CFL plus a standalone product with its own app with on demand with, Hey, it'd be great if we got the CFL wired show. I mean, if I'm dreaming, you know, just wrap up all the CFL content in the CFL plus app and sell it to like sell either just have a free package where you can stream the games live or sell a package where, Hey, you get on demand, you get all this other stuff going Mm -hmm. on. That would, that might help boost some revenue for the league too, for fans that they have out there that aren't going to leave them, but can't watch the games on the times that they're going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, I got a friend over in Japan right now. I got a friend over in Budapest. <laughs> right now. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I would love, I'd love to have that ability, right. To even just to say, okay, well, I'm, I, I have it and I can watch it live, but I, I don't have time because I have something else going on, but I'll watch it this evening and i'll just stay off social media until then like it's even even with tsn up here you have to wait 24 hours before it goes on so it's hard to get that you know like it's hard they're on tsn's on demand as a joke anyways (laughs) god you're paying for the service and yet you still have to watch their their regular commercial ads stop this garbage yeah Yeah, it's it's so bad i wish we had like an, an nfl plus whatever they're called what is it nfl plus now i have no idea in the I states just... <laughs> yeah i think no. there's an nfl plus there's the sunday ticket which you can see all the out of the out of market gains but the like the nfl plus is the extra stuff yeah 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 just give me some type of red zone no i'm kidding uh just show me something that, anyway i would love yeah i'd like to have uh something where you could easily on demand them i've paid for the on demand so don't don't put commercials in just just let me watch the game and 100 yeah let let me watch a game in about an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half instead of having to even the sometimes that would be helpful i take that if the the cfl did that for what the nfl does i'd be happy with that too a a game in 60 yeah perfect when's when's tsn's contract up 2020 he brought that up today too man i'm sorry i'm actually really stoked for that (laughs) that's a good time then to talk to them and see what kind of partnership you have going forward to do that kind of thing 2020 2026 yeah yeah it should be it should be at all there's some interesting topics that are going to be coming up uh and tim i know you brought up a topic to me earlier that we won't bring up on this podcast until we get an answer uh to that question but we'll try and get some information while we're there and uh, be spreading that out as well so for sure so, gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, for joining in and uh, giving your team's perspective. I know that um, you know it's uh, it, it's it's fun when your team is there, but it's also a bit stressful. Um, but I hope that we uh, we all get together over the next few days and just enjoy being together uh, as the CFL family. And then you can wait and put your stress hat on at about uh, three o'clock on Sunday. So that way it'll be a little more fun. Uh, Joe, tell everybody where they find you and your excellent show so that they can keep up with you. 
Well, if I had an excellent show, you could find it at <laughs> Rouge White and Blue um, on just about any of your podcatchers out there. Um, we do we're on Podbean, but then you can find us Apple Podcasts, Google Play. I believe we're on Spotify. You know, just anywhere you get in your podcasts, you can usually find it. Uh, we're not we're not into the 21st century yet, so we are not on YouTube yet. But maybe someday. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter or. Blue Sky at Ubis Tecmo. And Perfect. off we go. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. What about you, Capper? Uh, you can find me on uh, uh, on Twix, as Cliff calls it, uh, <laughs> at Repact. That's R-E-P-P-A-C-T. Uh, if you want to check out all of our archives, we are. You can just go to any any of the aggregates, also for or for podcasts. But you can also head over to our archive over at uh, www.alowitzflightdick.ca. And you can also find uh, the audio version also on our YouTube page and including our first season of Flight Deck Live, which we have just loved doing. It's our uh, first first reaction post-game show. You can also find that over at uh, over at YouTube, and that's uh, youtube.com slash Alouette's Flight Deck. Fantastic, fantastic. And of course, uh, follow our friends, uh, the commissioner at Duchess Lombardi and Mike at uh, 56 Parkies. And of course, uh, the Edmonton history at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Tried to do the dance for Mike, so that it's better. Uh, so follow them there. Uh, follow me at Free Palicia, the show at the Turf District on all of your different social media platforms. Uh, hey, we're talking about a, a CFL Plus where they put on a bunch of shows. I know a bunch of shows that do YouTube like every week that you could put on there for video content. No problem. Happy to help. Um, so Hundo uh, P. Just, just see. Oh, points for you. Capper, that was well done. Uh, Morley is proud. So uh, follow us there uh, and make sure that you're joining in. Uh, Over the next uh, few days, we'll have a couple of uh, live spots there, uh, especially when we do the Dome cast as uh, Chris Agar starts to look like me. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for joining us live. Uh, No overtime tonight as we are all prepping to be uh, ready on different planes and trips in the the next short while. Uh, But we will be back, uh, like I said, some live shows during the week. And then we'll be back for the regular show on Tuesday, November the 28th. uh, And we are lining up a couple of guests for that. So thank you again for joining us. For Tim and Joe and Superfan Mike and Commissioner Kayla, I'm Andrew. Remember, oh, I'm going to put this up here. Can't catch up balls with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you next uh, in two weeks. Happy Great Cup Week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.